Bang, bang, bitches. This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Ashley, care to take us back? Oh, yeah. All right. We're cruising through the mall. It's packed. We're trying to figure out who the fuck the Iceman is. (laughs) And then, oh, boy, there it is. The smell of fresh popcorn and teen spirit in the air. Mm. Yep, it's 1990, all right, and we're taking you week by week through the best year ever for new movie releases. Set your calendars to June 8th, 1990, and join us as we discuss our 22nd movie so far from this tubular-tastic year. Another 48 hours, rated R, for F-bombs and gunshots in the first five minutes of the movie. And, <laughs> and in the first five minutes of this podcast. So, yep. <laughs> good job. Um, Woo. Explicit warning from here on out and <laughs> retroactively. Yeah. And speaking of explicit warnings, what has Derek been up to this week? Oh, man. Yeah. So each week, I'm up to something new, apparently. Yeah, Uh, apparently news to us. I mean, not news to us, but we just don't know what you're up to until we meet for the podcast after after the movie. Always a mystery. So so you know me as the hot dog on a stick man and then (laughs) brainwashed into living an orange Julius life. But and the boy with the DeLorean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I had an inkling that there was some sort of real calling for me in the 90s. And I think it's glass repair man or oh. gla- glass repair person. Okay. Why would I choose that? Because this movie is pretty much the advertisement to the, the business that I work at. Um, <laughs> our mission is to repair cracked windshields. Baseball's going through your front window from kids playing in the street. And of course, the occasional gunfire breaking your windows, uh, you know, driving alongside somebody that uh, is just going to shoot your your this, your side window out. Hey, when that happens. And yeah. or <laughs> criminals driving through your your front uh, storefront. Yeah. Yeah. What about a body coming through a window? You repair that. Yeah, I mean, if you, when you <laughs> the shoot body or yeah. the window, so do you hear the body and the window or <laughs> so that's a special price? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think it might require more than one week's training to repair a body. But um, yeah, I've been workshopping names for the last 30 seconds. Um, you could be called the glass man. Oh, mm. OK. Your ass right. is glass. Uh, no okay well. i like the glass man without the catchphrase <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i'll take your pick um exciting i can't wait to see uh what you're up to next week derek i mean job security isn't an issue um so yeah we'll um stay tuned for that but in the meantime it's showtime Summer forecast, another 48 hours of heat. You're having a bad day. Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte. Give me that. Another 48 hours. Rated R starts Friday, June 8th. Okay, so what a movie. No, just kidding. (laughs) We're not going to stop there. (laughs) Ashley, did did you have any... uh, Backstory with this movie, the original. Um, so this movie is very cleverly titled Another 48 Hours, not 48 Hours 2, because that would be too many numbers. Um, so they went with the unconventional titling. How many so, times? So it's a sequel. 
It's a sequel. Yeah. It's it was going to be, it was going to be a trilogy, but they put the kibosh on it. It's been called yet another 48 hours. Seriously? I'm not kidding. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> this is like, I watched um, one of the Fast and Furious movies last night. And if you go through and look at the names of that franchise as they evolve, boy, has it gotten off the rails. <laughs> that one was. Tokyo Drift. Furious Seven, I want to say, with the word seven spelled out. And the next one that comes out in a few weeks is just F9. Ooh. Yeah. So okay. anyway, um, you had not heard of or had you heard of the original? Had you seen the original? No. And no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard of Eddie Murphy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I like Eddie Murphy a lot. So I mean, we'll get to the movie, but I like him a lot usually in movies. Um, Dr. Doolittle was great growing up. Golden Child, we talked about before. Beverly Hills Cop, which we watched for 84 for last year, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. And it was like one of my favorite movies from 84 that we watched and reviewed. Um, This one's not up there for me. So (laughs) yeah, it'd be for Derek answers. I'll just kind of put this into context in the chronology of of his career. Obviously, he was a really popular stand up comedian. He was on SNL and it was the original 48 hours in 1982 that kind of launched his movie career. It was his first movie role. So looking back on it is maybe not as surprising and impressive, especially coming off of watching, you know, like the, the, the movie that made him a movie star and that he was so good in and that was well-written, well-executed and um, well-performed. This one was like, oh, there's hints there that, mm-hmm. this, that this person can, can, you know, be more than a stand-up and more than like an improv performer. Um, and then in between uh, Beverly Hills Cop and 48 Hours, there was Trading Places, the uh, comedy with Dan Aykroyd. So like he was, he his, his star trajectory was steadily on the rise. So even if this movie kind of was, you, you have to start somewhere. So yeah. he was, he was like really blasting off from here. And then by the time you hit 1990 um, and coming to America kind of ends that run of 80s movies that are that are pretty much, you know, all hits. Um, I think he's on the decline until he has that comedy resurgence in the late 90s doing doing more um, uh, family films and things like that. So, yeah. In yeah. the and in the first forty eight hours, he only was paid four hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then the second one, since it was eight years later, he was paid seven million, and he was like the main star, and Nick Nolte was the main star in the first one, so kind of switched it up. Right, which you would think would make this movie better for it, right? But uh, <laughs> it just has. I mean, whenever a sequel comes out eight years later, not to mention like um, thirty years later, like coming to the numeral America. Mm-hmm. Um, which just came out uh, this past year. Eh, that's probably, you know, a little bit of a cash grab, both yeah. for Eddie Murphy himself and for all the creatives involved. And Nick Nolte had lost all capacity to modulate his voice beyond one octave at this point, <laughs> it, it, it seems. So um, I don't, I think Nick Nolte- I'm angry. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I would have, Eddie Murphy, you know, still had it obviously, but Nick Nolte might have, it would have been interesting to see his performance in the original and if Mm -hmm. he was carrying his weight a little more um, at that point. So all that said, Derek, did you have any relationship with this movie going in? No, not at all. I'm not familiar with it whatsoever. However, you know, 
uh, our Beverly Hills Cop episode. I explained it. I love Eddie Murphy, so he can kind of do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. And I loved it. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't do a lot of wrong in this movie. Um, he's just kind of a prisoner of the movie. It, oh, the movie's overall convoluted plot and character glut and desperate attempts to twist and turn the plot for shock value i guess um but i guess i'll just cut to the chase actually <laughs> this movie fucking sucked what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i hated it so much i'm yeah. sorry i mean get the f-bombs out um what <laughs> well i guess we're gonna have to ask derek this question because it sounds like we're you and i are on the same page yeah. what aside from you know eddie murphy being okay to good in this movie when he's given a chance to be what are the other, are there any redeeming qualities to this, you know, two hour movie? The stunt effects. Okay. Gunfights and really Eddie Murphy is, is, is the main reason why I like this film. It's, it's nobody else to be honest. Yeah. And so. also even though like the stunt effects and like we've watched, I mean, kind of where what I find most interesting about this experience is in the context of everything we've watched so far, we've watched 22 movies this year and we watched, um, you know, probably like 40 plus last year. So this is, this is the worst one. Like, and not necessarily like <laughs> totally disagree, but what I don't about have, Ninja, I don't... what about Ninja two or whatever that one was? Uh, so that was, was awesome. Gonna, I was going to pose that question to y'all. It's the least interesting to me. So w when I say worst, I mean like, this was the movie that engaged me the least of pretty much anything we've watched. <laughs> everything you just said about 60 plus movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Everything... Wow. I was not prepared to, to talk about this. <laughs> well, everything. So sick. We're on our 61st movie overall. I just looked it up. Um, everything you said about the action and the stunts, um, everything minus Eddie Murphy could be applied to a much, um, another bad movie that we watched uh, bird on a wire with Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn. But I thought I was, I was engaged by the, the action and the shenanigans in that movie the whole way mm -hmm. through. Whereas this one just seemed poorly written, poorly executed and nothing about it grabbed me. It was just so boring. Yeah. See, this is these 90 films. I remember growing up with my pops, him and I watching these and being like, that was so stupid, but it was so good. And yeah. I would I would say that about this film, except Eddie Murphy's in it. So it's a little bit above those stupid good movies. I, I guess we call those B movies. Yeah. Or so bad they're good. But I, I just don't yeah. think I think this was trying too hard to be generically good. Like mm -hmm. it, it wasn't campy at all. It wasn't anything like it was Ninja three, by the way, actually. Oh, yeah. I was like um, Ninja something. The domination. <laughs> like oh, yeah. that movie. I don't, I don't know, whether man. It's, whether it's, you think this movie was unintentionally like fun or like <laughs> unintentionally fun well no i i think uh, it was weird because eddie murphy's not like supposed to be the comedic like and he's not funny he uh, i don't know his day movie. is going horrible his fucking porsche gets blown up you know he almost gets shot and killed he's been in a bus that's flipped over multiple times he's yeah. just having a bad day and that's kind of just how i rolled with it no pun intended mm. but how I rolled with the movie is it's like 20 
48 hours and Eddie Murphy's life is just shitty. What's his character's name? I don't even know. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I just Reggie, the movie, Reggie Hammond. Yeah. I'm the bad movie seemed to, The movie seemed to last forever. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was just sitting there and I was like, oh, another action scene. Oh, another action scene. Oh, he jumps out of a window. I just couldn't. I don't know. I oh, just couldn't man. get excited about it at all. Is like, it, I, I don't know. This it is going to score high on the 90s once we get there to the, the rank it on the 90s rating scale. Because this is a legit shitty 90s film with a ton of action. Yeah. And the story sucks yeah. and the characters suck. But there's there's like 35 percent enough reason for people to go see it. So on on paper, if you diagram it out, that. yeah, if you diagram it out, remember um, one of the most interesting tidbits uh, that we learned last year related again to Ninja Three, the domination um, was that the, the producing company, Carol Co., I think it was demanded. Mm-hmm that the normal action movie has like 30 to 40% action. They want this movie to be 70% action. I feel (laughs) like on paper, this movie had a very high action to non-action sequence ratio. Mm -hmm. But even compared to Bird on a Wire, which, you know, the the awkwardness and the, the chemistry, like the things that are supposed to be good about that movie weren't. But I felt like the action was, every action scene was a little different and inventive you know you got helicopters mm-hmm. doing doing flips you have people shooting at animals yeah 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 you've got an iguana um <laughs> you have people getting eaten by, by <laughs> lions yeah you have a piranha kit like not all the action i mean pardon me if i slept through 24 of the 48 hours of the, of the film but um i don't remember any like i remember a lot of glass getting blown up good good for your business Derek. yes but, like, absolutely i don't Thank remember you. any of the specifics of the action i can't there was nothing specific no there's like shootouts in like a hostel or hotel oh man there's like a shootout in like a strip club you can't there just say shootout. shootout. A bar. Yes, I can. You can. No, dude. When they get there's shot, just... they fucking fly. Okay, yeah. it's a amazing. Shoot through and... the window. Just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, BC's glass company. One eight hundred five four three W I W. The glass man. We will. We will. We will. Yeah. I, I so one of one of my um I loved it man I I, I really did dig this film but I'm happy for I, 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 mean, I get that where you guys are coming from that's for sure like uh, again seventy five percent of the characters and the plot were pointless yeah and just confusing the, yeah yeah the, the, no the, fi- the fight scenes some of the strip club scenes Eddie Murphy scenes well and they we're, cut we're out good fi- we're good they cut out fifty minutes of this movie. Just letting you guys oh, know. Oh man. Oh so shit. Maybe, they shouldn't yeah. have, right? They shouldn't uh, have, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's make it three hours. But yeah, they cut out 50 minutes. So it could have made the storyline more succinct or like made more sense. Cause I feel like it was just all of a sudden it was a new character introduced all the time. But with that being said, yeah. I don't want to see 50 more minutes of it. So I'm okay that that was cut out. They could have had like a running clock. It, it, it didn't dawn on me until five minutes ago when we were about to start recording that. Oh, this movie was set over the course of two days. Uh, two days. That's the whole premise. Like, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's another 48 hours. So somehow they found themselves in that situation again, conveniently. <laughs> but like, I didn't even feel that like sense of kind of propulsion and, and urgency. I lost mm-hmm. track of the amount of time that had passed from 
the really long um, opening sequence, kind of like a Western. I, I, I was fine with the, the pacing of when we're introduced to Iceman and his motorcycle gang. I guess it's not the real Iceman, but um, whatever. And then, <laughs> and then the movie just kind of like doesn't really give you a sense of what the what the urgency and, and time frame is, or I just kind of missed it, I guess. Um, I didn't yeah, think about it either. I, I'm sure I, it's there. I, I agree. The only reason I thought about it was because of the movie title. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is and one to way me, to get your point across. And and to me, it seemed like it was 24 hours, which would have made it a little bit more dramatic. And I don't know. Yeah. Not, not 48 hours, but you guys are thinking weeks and months. Come on, get out of here. So the whole the whole foundation of this movie, aside from kind of the the action and the explore, let's just assume that they nailed all of that. Or at least if you go into it wanting that kind of action from a movie, then you are going to get you're going to be satisfied. And one more note um, before I ask this question, like we we go into these movies. I think we've been very generous to the majority of things we've watched. It's more fun um to enjoy the movie than to hate it so i mean and and i don't and like and yeah. not even have an interesting hate like to just be disengaged so i'm really happy that that derek was engaged and interested in the movie and i'm really sad that i wasn't um mm-hmm. well which, yeah and i wanted yeah. i wanted to like going into because i was like i like eddie murphy and we watched beverly hills cop last time which was amazing and so i thought yeah. it'd carry over into this and i watched it and i was like ah uh. <laughs> like, yeah it's just a big i really um, wanted it to be great well and the trailer had the like you think it's gonna potentially be funny like the ho mm-hmm. ho ho yeah Eddie he, Murphy did, laugh. he laughed like one time Once. maybe in the movie yes. i can't so yeah it so. was definitely not the you know funny eddie murphy even though it to me it was funny so the right. whole um, before I derailed myself, um, the whole <laughs> foundation of this movie is supposed to be, I would assume I didn't research the entire history of buddy cop movies, but I would assume the one that came out eight years before this in 82 was a pretty early um, model for that very tried and true movie formula that require that relies on kind of like two very different personality types coming together um, in comedy in action hijinks ensuing Derek can you um play a clip of dialogue between uh Murphy and Nolte and then we'll talk about kind of their dynamic man man, you even got a new haircut what's going on well times change times change you lost a couple of pounds we're drinking (laughs) so what the warden pick you to come in and tell me my sentence got yanked up another five years or something no relax you're still getting out tomorrow but when you do, you and me's got another little job to do. Man, you and me don't have shit to do. Well, okay. That that is a little sampling of what I would describe as zero chemistry. Um, yeah. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> on a scale like how, like again, all their all the action is great. They nailed it. They crushed the yeah, studs. Yeah, yeah. How? What about the character stuff? Oh, the central relationship between these two. I, I didn't care about the relationship at all. And I feel like they didn't like each other the yeah. entire movie. And then the end, I think it's Nolte that's like, oh, we're friends. And I was like, are you though? Like, I feel like you're not friends. And I don't know. I just didn't care for their buddy cop partnership. I mean, um, I guess prisoner 
or jail. Yeah, he started off by blackmailing him. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy gets out of jail and is like, where the fuck is my money that you promised me? And he's like, uh, you're not going to get it until you help me out. And that's fucked up. Yeah, just like keep yeah. helping me out. And Eddie Murphy was in jail for like years. It wasn't just like a well, casual and, like overnight. And this is where Eddie Murphy getting shot up before he even gets out of jail. His fucking Porsche gets blown up, which was it a Porsche. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was dirty. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I forget what kind of car it was. He, it was he's ruined, pissed about it, it was. But yeah. everything that Eddie Murphy had, except for his James Brown mixtape, well, which yeah. he lost in that yeah. fucking bus accident. Yeah. Like every everything that he loved is just gone. And now he's got to deal with his old and, ass partner who's not going to help him out. Well, that and like Nolte's the worst cop. And I, I mean, yes. I guess it happens yeah. all the time, yeah. but like Eddie Murphy's like, you didn't see this coming. Like, this is all because of the Iceman. Like this happened. He's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And you're like, what? Well, he yeah. Like Eddie contra- Murphy's like, like, yo, you realize that the Iceman fucking you've been in, in interacting with the Iceman since I've been in jail, baby. He bought yeah, your car. Just- he bought your house. I didn't understand that part, but. Well, the the whole mystery of the movie is like, which one of the cops is going to be the Iceman? It's going to be mm-hmm. somebody on the inside. You think it's the main kind of like the guy who's so um, uh, gung-ho on prosecuting um, Nick Nolte's character. But of course, you know, there's got to be some kind of twist. And then there's like three different twists uh. in that in that end scene. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, you're right. Nick Nolte is a bad cop. That could be funny if Eddie Murphy is his foil, but it's his, it's yeah. an abusive relationship. It's not how it's played. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's like, and he's the one scene. So we'll get to the one thing I thought in this movie that it almost attempted to kind of Eddie Murphy explains like the difference between his dynamic with, with cops, why he's the one in jail. He's giving some kind of, he's like, you know, my whole life I was treated differently because of my, my skin color and, you know, very topical stuff for mm-hmm. our present day. And Nick Nolte is like, Oh yeah, a real good excuse. Blame it on your, blame it on society. Yeah. And it just like has not, <laughs> has not aged. Well, it's he's, like, he's not you know, woke doc. No, he's, <laughs> he's not woke. He's not a good cop. He's not funny. And, um, uh. yeah. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck McNulty. Yeah. Uh, um, so what else? Um, oh, this is this might be indicative of a trend. So the 80s were kind of known for flashy sort of like the the era of the the original era of the blockbuster. I mean, Jaws may be in the 70s, but then the mm-hmm. 80s were kind of like peak um first wave blockbuster so what we get from that is first wave of sequels first wave especially of unnecessary sequels so if you hadn't already had your sequel eight years later they're you know just like we're making you know um remakes of any movie that someone's heard of um at this point in present day uh at this there this is still early in the game so they're making sequels and throwing the word another in front of everything and (laughs) this is not going to be our last sequel um we've got like three more coming up in the next better the other ones will be better yeah so (laughs) they don't um, start with another so i think we're good yeah yeah but i am i am a little worried that this might signal a larger trend of kind of you know lack of originality a watered down 
versions. Dude. I mean, we just watched uh, was Back to the Future last week Three. or the week before? The week before. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> yeah. No, no comment on the quality, but I, think, <laughs> I don't think it's controversial to say it wasn't as good as the original. Yeah. I oh, think great. that I remember going to the theater with my pops throughout, let's just say, 94 to 2000, or mm -hmm. maybe a little bit less than 2000, so 98. And the films were so fucking horrible. They were right. sequels, <laughs> brand new fucking mm -hmm. action movies. It was just, it was a, a shit show. It, it was... That movie so was please subscribe yeah, to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah. no, but but it's interesting to kind of dissect the style of film during that time. During the 90s, early 90s, especially, super like action focused cars blowing up that shouldn't be blowing up, and you know that they shouldn't be blowing up, but they do uh yeah. love scenes that don't make sense, you know, those those sort of things, but Anyway, we'll we'll get there in future podcasts. I guarantee it. Yeah, the <laughs> the the common theme is like you want originality. Yeah, um, yeah. and yeah. it's hard to make something original that is a rehash. You can make sequels that are that either build or go in a different direction or are just satisfying in their own right. But if all you do is water down the original and try to recapture the the magic, it's it's probably a bad sign. Um, Ashley, yeah. care to regale us with a little poetry recap of the movie or yeah. whatever? Um, sure. Yep. I wrote a poem about it. Um, it's not very nice, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where did Eddie Murphy's comedic laugh go? Is this role too serious to get such a boisterous flow? I miss your laugh and your funny lines. Seems like Walter Hill didn't capitalize on those times. This movie isn't really fun to watch and I'd rather not discuss the plot. Who is the Iceman? Do I even care? Should I even give it another thought? So sum it up quickly with a line or two in hopes of saving this movie viewing from you. Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte find out who the Iceman is through all the lies. Turns out he's a cop that works with Nolte, which is no big surprise. Dear movie theater, please give me my money back so I can spend <laughs> it on seeing another 1990 movie stat. <laughs> Bravo. Yep. Once again, you've outdone we, we, the movie. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, yeah. gotta yeah. snap oh, yeah. our fingers, yeah. Drew, which you don't know <laughs> how to do. Yeah. Drew doesn't know how to snap his fingers. I can't really snap yeah. it very well either. Oh, man. My hands are just sweaty. <laughs> so that's how I feel about the movie. Um, yeah, didn't talk about it much. Sorry. Well, I'm proud of us for not, we didn't mention the plot. So fuck the plot. Mm -hmm. um, don't watch it. <laughs> Save it for our recommendations later. <laughs> um, are y'all ready to move on? Yes. Nope. Yes. Well, <laughs> I got at least one yes, so that's enough for me. Let's it twice, so. take a quick break from our discussion of 48 hours while we tune our dials to NR90 for new release radio. Yeah, this is where we get a taste of what's happening this week back in 1990, starting with the hit tune. Hell yeah. Ow. 
The song you just heard was Cradle of Love by Billy Idol, moving up seven spots to number 24 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of June 8th, 1990. Ashley, Mm -hmm. what in the heck is happening in news or pop culture this week? Well, before I get into that, I was just saying Billy Idol reminds me of Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's not an accident. accident. I haven't seen that in interviews, but yeah, that can't be an accident. Well, no, I just mean for the actor. True loves Buffy. Okay. Um, So there isn't any news this week, but we do have a sponsor and we'd like to introduce you to them. It's about time that people respect us. So we're ready for a sponsorship. Yep. Yep. All right. Blindfold. No. Cigarette. No. What do you want on your tombstone? Pepperoni and cheese. <laughs> what do you want on your tombstone? Real meat, real cheese, much better tasting than pizzas made with imitation. Oh, this pizza so looks so gross. Oh, why is there so much cheese on it? No. Dude, it <laughs> hey, wait, 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 we're gonna lose. No, 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 no. We like yeah. it, we like it, we like it, we want it, we want it. Oh, yeah. sorry, tombstone. Yes. Um, that yeah. was enough cheese. Mm. <laughs> we are getting paid in pizza and underneath that pile of, of um slightly off-white cheese oh, yeah. <laughs> there's presumably not, some sauce and crust in there it's not um, imitation so we're good so, um so what did do we want on our tombstone dollar dollar bills y'all mm-hmm. um so the box office did this oh, good segue <laughs> did this uh get number one or what yeah, baby. Uh, miraculously, uh, it did. Uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's what that's, I'm yeah. talking good about. For, good for them. I See, mean, everybody else thought it was good too. You guys, that's are, not true. Yeah, everyone else <laughs> wanted they were to all think tricked. it was good, and we'll see you next week. Um, how how it holds up and at the box 45th. office? Yeah, it made it made um 19 million. Um, besting our movie from last wow, week. That's Man, a lot. That total recall lot. 15 million. What a what a distant memory. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is what and, yeah yeah hmm. back to the future still holding strong at number three with seven million rounding out with bird on a wire and pretty woman in the top five pretty woman so, still going yeah pretty woman is back to like barely even going down each week so it's in wow. its 12th week and it's still in the That's top impressive. five yeah okay. making a lot factors. of money doesn't have to be top five yeah well yeah i mean we've seen uh <laughs> we've seen worse movies make money um <laughs> yeah that's it for the box office report and now it's time for everyone's favorite segment on new release radio rank the blank pew, pew, pew. Whoop. it's a This is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, unlikely partners, great chemistry. Oh, so, so <laughs> that's what a is, fun, our audience is laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, that's just another way of phrasing buddy cops. It doesn't have to be restricted to cops. Once again, Derek is going to pull a curveball that <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of. So we'll get to that um, before we do. Um, I think we're <laughs> ruling out because of the phrasing of unlikely. I didn't want to get too hung up on that word. So Turner and Hooch, mm-hmm. um, Tom Hanks plus Basset Hound or whatever kind of dog it is. Um, we're not going to do things that are just like uh, different species. 
So um, it's going to be more about a mismatch in personality types. So not Pikachu and whatever. The other is. I There's love how you come up okay. with these new like specifics once we start recording. And I have no chance yeah. at, <laughs> at that's, winning. That's the point. <laughs> that is exactly how I stack the deck. Um, it should have been understood. Ashley. Um, I followed the rules. Yeah. Yes. Do you so have some classic, classic examples for us that we did not choose? Yes. So we have Shannon Tucker, Glover and Gibson, Lawrence and Smith, McCarthy and Bullock, and Wahlberg and Farrell, Gosling and Crow, and Will Smith and Tommy Lee. Yeah. Ooh. So those are some good ones that we didn't choose. Those are. Yeah. Those are kind of like, I think the other, they're not always cops, but they're always like professional. They're, they're trying to do their job, you know? Um, Cause if you go in a, in the different direction, like Derek's, um, it really opens up. It really opens up a world of possibilities. For any fan that listens, or just anybody that listens, you don't have to be a fan. But anybody that made it this far, yeah. <laughs> if you disagree with the with what is about to happen, please Ooh. hashtag new release, new release gate, new, new release, release gate. Yeah. Free Derek. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never been so excited to hear Derek's selection. Ashley, um, mm -hmm. well, we have Murphy and Nolte from no, another cool. 48 hours. Yeah, uh, never heard on. Of it. Ashley, what's your choice? <laughs> uh, my choice is Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in Hot Fuzz, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. um, but basically, Simon Pegg plays Angel, and he's this amazing cop, and he's so good at his job that the whole precinct was like, we need to send you somewhere else. Like, you're doing too good of a job. And so he goes to this really small town that's supposed to have like no crimes at all. Like his first assignment is to like help find a goose. So, you know, <laughs> and then he meets uh, Butterman who plays, who's Nick Frost. And he's like the worst cop ever. He's just like so silly and like doesn't understand. Like he was reading a DVD and a video <laughs> store about like catching bad guys as like a bad guy steals something and like Simon Pegg's running after him. He's just, it's just very funny. And then they come together at the end and then they're like the best team, like duo. So. Yeah. And they're, um, they're kind of, that's a perfect example of what I was saying. You could have picked them from one of the other movies in their trilogy where they're always playing kind of different personality types, mm -hmm. but it adds another layer of intrigue when they're trying to complete a mission together and they're yeah. foiling each other at every step. Um, <laughs> for me, I wanted to pick one from the oeuvre of um, Shane Black. He kind of got his start by writing Lethal Weapon. So Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Um, you mentioned you mentioned that one a second ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and then later, most recently, with um, I guess we mentioned this one as well with Gosling and Russell Crowe in The Nice Guys. So he's very much a fan of this formula, but I think he perfected it with Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Just a his signature is dialogue and you know uh, another 48 hours could have mm -hmm. used some of the witty banter i i would i would assume eddie murphy and nick nolte are capable enough performers to pull it off they just didn't have the, the material direction. the ammo the direction the writing yeah yeah, yeah. i mean the, the the studio guidance for allowing it to be a good movie uh, well a movie that had such dialogue like um, Quentin, for yeah. sure, for instance. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm I'm always a sucker for witty dialogue. They're 
contrasting character styles or that Robert Downey Jr. is playing Robert Downey Jr. Uh, surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. And Val Kilmer is playing Gay Perry, um, a kind of very uh, feminine, um, very flamboyant cop. And um, the movie goes in some different twisty directions and and maybe questions, you know, whether they're like playing characters of themselves, caricatures. But anyway, um, it's just really fun to hear them banter back and forth and banter with uh, suspects and, and people they're trying to arrest. So that's my choice. Derek, what the fuck did you pick? <laughs> <laughs> so rank the blank, baby. This week, unlikely partners, great chemistry. I cannot say <laughs> that. They, uh, okay. So. Let me let me give you a long story short. It's going to be long. Just FYI. Okay. Edward Cullen and Jacob. I forget what the fuck his name is from Twilight. At the end of the Twilight series, they come together, even though they love the same woman and they fight together to uh, to save both the vampires and the werewolves uh, territory in the Pacific Northwest. Bella ends up having a baby with Edward, but Jacob ends up um, eating that baby. No, Jacob ends up <laughs> loving, it. loving. Yes, actually oh, imprinting, he imprints imprinting on the baby, on yeah. the baby which is yeah. weird. But huh. like the entire series from from there on out or from before that, they hated each other and never worked together. So it's I don't know. It it's was like an this, emotional three way. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And a, a non-physical three-way yeah hmm. so I, that's what I, okay. I think that's, that's an inspired choice and yeah. i'm being serious yeah so i'm glad you picked something out of left field like the baseball scene in the movie yeah they do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre this is pre them coming together um this is when they hate their they hate each other's guts but um yeah werewolves and vampires and we already got one buffy reference and so it's kind of like when Spike and Angel have to team up, even though yep. they're both yeah they're both vampires. You so. could have done as good of a job as I did if you thought hard enough. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> well, okay. the gloves are off. Um, okay. <laughs> we've got a clear last place, and it's not Derek. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, sadly, uh, it's it's Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Any yeah. any argument there? No. Okay. <laughs> so, is it uh, where Ashley? I'll give you the next, um, mm-hmm. the next volley. What do you think is third <laughs> out of four? Uh, this is really tough, actually. Um, I don't uh, I don't know. I don't I mean, I think this is really tough. I want to say Derek's and I'm so sorry, but I just did you I see the know. films? Did no. You see, did you read the books? No. Well, that's your fault. Yeah, I'll, fault. I'll accept. Fine. I'll accept. No, third, no, I'm going to overrule Ashley and put mine in third. Is not in third. Okay. No, I'm putting like, mine in third. Um, okay. I, I, I like mine, but honestly, like, I think both of your choices are more interesting. So I think uh, Hot Fuzz is a great, like, comedic, or I mean, a different type of comedic angle on this movie trope. And I think Derek's is just completely bonkers, like the end, <laughs> like the final movie <laughs> of this Twilight series. Um, so, yeah, I don't want any part of that. I'm in third. Um, <laughs> now it comes down to... Uh, British, British incompetent cops and 
versus bad acting versus vampires and werewolves so versus no acting let's give them some credit yeah (laughs) okay uh i mean rude (laughs) (laughs) i mean i would like to be Kristen stewart was in twilight as well they were fighting well i guess that's not part of this argument yeah it's gonna be a pair um, Ashley, I don't know. Um, I'll, you know, I'll have to leave it up to you guys to figure out because what you just said, Ash, I, I don't know. I think mine wins. I don't think yours wins. I'm going to have to go with <clears> Hot <throat> Fuzz yeah. as a tiebreaker only because your explanation was totally on point, Derek, but it does get murky when you introduce the Kristen Stewart component. It, she's like the thing that ties them together. And not just and them on their own. They don't really go off. If we got a spinoff that was the adventures. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. We didn't do that one. Um, <laughs> that was a spinoff of the Did Edward you just and- get a text from Jamie? Like, yeah. hey, don't forget to mention Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Basically, or else I mean, I'll kill you. We already mentioned two Fast and Furious <laughs> movies, so she should be happy. Um, no, but like Edward and the adventures of Edward and Jacob. You know, I've seen about 500 different fanfic versions of that, but I haven't seen it on the big screen yet. So until we get that, I think I think Winner. we have to go with. with uh, I disagree Ow. because you either neither of you have read or, se- or seen the films. I'm but the yes, That's I not will. True. I've seen them all and read the first one. That is not true. OK, <laughs> I think that is true. Actually, yeah. Derek, you saw all five true. Yeah, I, I I like the movies. Wait, I mean, that was their... a joke. There's actually six. Well, there's yeah, there's a split one. Um, <laughs> okay, he's lying. Anyway, okay, I win. Bye bye. Play my clip. Do you ever find two guns whilst jumping through the air? No. Do you ever find one gun whilst jumping through the air? No. Must learn. Is it true that there is a place in a man's head that if you shoot it, it will blow up? How to think small. <laughs> Oh, I think you were trying to get the uh, zombie apocalypse movie rather than Hot Fuzz. No, I'm just kidding. I love Hot Fuzz. <laughs> like Hot Fuzz is I, actually I, Hot I saw Fuzz is my the... favorite one. Woody actually, Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg, another good, good. Option. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Little Zombie right. Land, but yeah, extra, I, extra I credit for Derek Fuzz. for I loved Hot Fuzz for outside of the creativity. Box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We went in a very. I went in the most generic direction and Ashley went in a slightly less generic direction. And also, I'm just going to call out to our huge fans, Team Edward, Team Jacob, or Team Ashley. <laughs> team Ashley, for sure. <laughs> or Team Kristen. Where Where are you at? No, oh, yeah. No team Qu- Kristen. Oh. Whew. Bella? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Who's seen it now? <laughs> <laughs> Take that. The yeah. same as it ever was. <laughs> Filmed in All our right. backyard, basically, right. right? The outskirts yeah. of Seattle. And it was, yeah, yeah. Or yep. uh, of towards, Washington. Towards the Ape Caves uh, on your way up to Mount St. Helens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've done the tour. So we good? We good. Congrats, Ashley. Yeah, Thank you. We're, some of us are good. Yeah. Derek, yeah, you're great. <laughs> well, it's almost time to sign off on New Release Radio for this week and give our final thoughts on another 48 hours. But before we do, Let's listen to a brand new track that debuted at number 97 on this week's Billboard Top 100. This one goes out to Bella. <laughs> Let me be your lover. I just want to be your fan. That's Spice Girls. That's yeah. not. Make it forever. Ooh, the power ballad. <laughs> Turn all the way from 
harmonies. <laughs> that was Let Me Be Your Lover by the U Crew. Now, back to our feature presentation. Ashley, what are people at the mall saying about 48 hours? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll read you guys some reviews slash some mall person maybe reviews. So Nailed it. <laughs> I was like, how do I? So I'll read a couple of reviews and you guys have to guess if it's by a mall person or a movie critic. You ready? <clears throat> Let's see. Let me fix my screen a little bit. Okay. Do you ever watch a movie and think, wow, that was great acting. You continue to get lost in the characters and find yourself rooting for the underdog heroes and desperately want them to figure out who the villain is and save the day. This was not that movie. Mm, one. What a twist. Two. Two. Everything about it reeks of a studio mandated sequel, complete with retreading the first film while gutting everything that made it edgy and exciting. Two. Three. This movie felt like it was 48 hours long. It lacked comedic chops, a good storyline, and Eddie Murphy's iconic laugh. Okay. And four. I could have gone my lifetime without watching this movie. Okay. So, Derek? Yep. I got it. These are mall people who I think this is pretty obvious, but I'll let you go first. I'm going <laughs> to. So we've got one through four, one, two, three, four, right? Yep. That's how you count to four. Yep. All right. Good job. I'm saying that the first and the third were not Ashley. And I'm saying the second Mall and people. the fourth. Mall people. Okay. <laughs> uh, the first and the second were not mall people. Uh, also, you your, don't yeah. be. What, I'm you saying your numbers. The second and the fourth were the critics. Mall, the critics. Yeah. The first and the third were not critics. So, I think the mall people said uh, the first one, the third one, and the fourth one, and the only critic one was the second one that was like the money studio money grab. Ding, ding, ding. Drew's right. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and in case you guys are wondering, it didn't win any awards. Just letting you guys know. Nope. Okay. Well, well um, let's move right on. And I'm sure. Yeah. So would you guys recommend this? I think I already know the answer. So um, Derek. <laughs> Derek? No. No, no, no. Really? We changed your mind or you just. What? No, just watch other Eddie Murphy yeah. films. And if you really yeah. like it then or really like his performance in movies, then you'll find this one and watch it. You wouldn't like but, dive in front of someone and stop them no. from going in the theater, but you would you wouldn't push them in either. <laughs> just no. hold them for a second. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> Can I hold you? <laughs> um, and then I wouldn't yeah. recommend it at all. Also agree. Just watch Eddie Murphy movies if you're into yeah. him as an actor. I think I would actively, we always try to kind of distinguish the it, it's a binary yes or you can just say yes or no obviously the answer is no but if <laughs> i wanted to build on that i think i would actively if someone asked my opinion i think i would feel confident saying don't see it like yeah you know you can say watch other eddie murphy movies that's that's a great alternative um but it's i have to feel pretty strongly about something to uh, to project my own tastes onto someone else i feel strongly enough about this to where I think I could save someone two hours wasted. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't um, tie them up and hold them <laughs> and kidnap them to make the, to avoid them have, from seeing it. But 
I would strongly. Mm. Nobody them. said you ever would. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to oh, do that, good, Drew. Good point. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay. So on a scale of one to 90, how 90s is another 48 hours? Music, oh. wardrobe, actors, 90s tropes. Um, right now we have Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with 89 out of 90. House Party with 84 and Pretty Woman at 81 to round the top three. Yeah. I'll What's go first. One? And okay. I also love our 90s standings. These are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, we peaked early. I mean, TMNT we knew was going to yeah. be hard to hard to top. House Party, fucking, I yeah. we hadn't seen it I in ages. That was amazing. Pretty Woman, we knew it, but all right, uh, this definitely does not beat Bird on a Wire, which is seventy nine out of ninety. Definitely doesn't beat Total Recall, but uh, I don't know. I earlier the, the you ni- said you thought it would be high. Why? Why were you? It, it's hot. It's not going to be top three or top yeah. five but it's it's definitely high i think practical effects uh gunshots uh candy glass whatever they call it where you break through windows mm-hmm. it's not real glass um strip clubs neon shitty cars bad plot definitely <laughs> uh 78 yeah that you just said it wasn't going to be total recall um yeah, I know. I'm not totally recalling 77. <laughs> um, okay, fine. 75. I, think. I, I I do get I do get what you're saying. This is a very generic type of certain a certain generic type of of uh, action movie that was prevalent in the 90s. I don't want to reward it for being kind of like one because it's a sequel, and Eddie Murphy was about to go into kind of a, a rut in his career. Uh, no thanks to this or thanks to this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think like he's not specifically a 90s actor. So I don't know. I'm fine. Uh, I would say in the 60s. But, you know, I think like something like Side Out at 75 even just could only exist in that time. And mm-hmm. this yeah. feels yeah. like Agreed. it could exist, you know, in a in a 20 year range of well, times. 68. Sure. Cause it's not good enough to be 69. Oh, just kidding. Oh, 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 oh. So what do we want to include in our new release gift shop? So each week we watch the movie and then we take something from the movie and make it into something to sell. So we have red October bath bombs, a dog skull nerve. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, a jar of tears the- from Crybaby, <laughs> And then a stress while Derek's face on it. <laughs> that one's basically sold out. I bought so, all of them. Yeah, just ah. Um, so, what do we want to take from this movie? You. Any thoughts? This is a tough one. This isn't that tough. So, okay. okay. Going back to uh, Red October bath bombs, right? Yeah. 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 No, nothing related to that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just Sorry. surprised that we still have those in stock, or that we haven't quit selling them. Um, I think we sell you, and I feel like we've talked about this before, but an experience where you either get shot with like a shotgun and <laughs> okay and, and you're wearing a, a, a vest and you fly through a window in slow motion or you just jump through a, a candy glass window which is what wow. they u- so you're, use you're selling you're an experience gonna, no he's yeah. selling his his company again oh and they can fix it and <laughs> yeah. then oh i see yeah well it could oh. be a, it could be a business partnership and where then call just... me up after <laughs> yeah. you do this 
Convenient. <laughs> okay. Well, I was thinking. Seems like a conflict um, of interest. Yeah. I was thinking a cassette player with like the police tape or the police Roxanne because he was singing that in the beginning, and then Mm-mm. the other one. Mm-mm. So it'd be a cassette player with the two different tape cassette decks. No. No cassette tape Why? player with Jackie Brown, right? What, what well, he was... had two. He had Roxanne. He was singing it when he was in jail, and then he had the other one. So he had two, and that's by the police. So I'm thinking you get a cassette player with two two cassettes. Mm, bootlegs? I mean, we're not going to license these cassettes from right, right, the, yeah. the studio. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll just say like mixtapes. Yeah, well, we could yeah. re-record them. Um, we'll sing them. In our own voice. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll karaoke Eddie Murphy doing Roxanne, all three of us, and Perfect. just make a short little mixtape of that. Roxanne! I like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can we do cassette? Sorry, Derek. I don't want to do that. That's all good. Sorry I'll... for your business. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, so, Drew, oh. what's next? What are we listening to? What are we doing next week? Oh, boy. I'm kind of worried about this one, too, to be honest. Um, okay. We, well, I mean, oh, no. I love oh. this film. I'm going to go into it with a good attitude, like I always do. Um, <laughs> but not <laughs> since we didn't watch Ernest Goes to Jail or whatever have I been more afraid that this movie wouldn't be to my taste that okay. said it yeah. is a somewhat cult classic beloved movie based on a comic strip that everyone knows so yeah let's hear the clip do you like to draw penises on paper if so you oh, can... watch it super bad <laughs> well i mean this is a different form of drawing uh, I... dicks on paper I Critics uh, agree. Dick Tracy is this summer's must-see movie. Time magazine says Warren Beatty creates the best comic strip movie yet. It's great movie making. Gene Shalit oh, proclaims Dick oh, Tracy okay. is a triumph. A visually stunning film that is a joy to behold. A lavishly eye-popping day-glow gangster movie hails Entertainment oh, yeah. Weekly. Day-glow and Siskel and Ebert proclaim Dick Tracy extraordinary. Whoa. And wonderfully original. Two thumbs up. Warren Beatty is Dick Tracy. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. All right. If so, Derek, if, your joke was, your, "Do you like Trace and Dix? Is that what you're? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Well, we know what next also, week's product is yeah. going to be. <laughs> and also, if next week you say that this movie is extraordinary, I know it's not you. <laughs> okay. Or Dayglow or whatever they all said. Okay. Oh yeah. If you take the the reviews right from the trailer, yeah. So, Dick Tracy. Um, I have Get not seen this. I'll I'll spoil that much of the mm-hmm. discussion. So. <laughs> I have my reservations about the tone, but I do know some people that I respect and um, I do know some people are very passionate about this movie. So as long as it's the type of movie that engenders strong responses, that was my main complaint with today's movie. It was just generic. I don't think this will be generic. So I'm looking forward to it. What about y'all? Yeah, I think I've never, I don't know much about it besides yeah. that trailer. So. And Derek, let me tell you all about it <laughs> next <So>. week. <laughs> okay, well, if you want that and more, you can subscribe to the podcast by searching "New Release" on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Ashley, take that's it away. a fucking rap. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hardcore. <laughs> I don't even remember the music in this movie. Is that a saxophone? Pretty famous composer, James Horner.